Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is a Lip Media Podcast. We're talking again. Our body's swapping. I'm Paul Mitzi. I'm Lucy Thomas. And I'm Brendan Levi. And we are the Swapcast Podcast. Every week we watch an entry in the body swap movie genre and break it down for you. Except today, because it's time for another Tenuous Swap episode. So on our main show, each of us will always recommend a piece of media that is tenuously linked with the film we review on that episode. So now we have forced one of our co-hosts to watch one of our recommendations. So today we'll be looking at the queer teen romance, Naomi and Eli's No Kiss List, the 90s Janet Jackson and Tupac drama Poetic Justice, and the ultra-violent TV comedy Big Time in Hollywood, Florida. We always love to hear from our listeners, so slide into our DMs on Insta, send us an email at theswapcastpodcast at gmail.com, or chuck us a review on iTunes so that we can get to 100 reviews and do an episode on Face Off already. So, first up the rank is Lucy. Oh, no. (laughs) She was given the 2015 teen romance Naomi and Eli's No Kiss List, by me. I recommended the film in our everyday episode. In Naomi and Eli's No Kiss List, a girl and her gay best friend have their friendship tested when they both fall for the same guy. Now, I uh, recommended this film to Lucy because previously I'd have recommended the film The Kissing Booth to Lucy, which she enjoyed for all its glorious trashiness. Mm -hmm. And I feel like this film has a lot of those same vibes to it the melodramatic teen romance and just a bunch of good-looking teens in an idyllic location this time it's new york i don't know i thought that she would kind of connect with this one so was i right i couldn't remember how does it link i can't what was the link so the guy that wrote the book every day was based on also wrote the book that this was based on okay and so the kissing booth and this are just thematically related. They're not written by the same teenage girl. No, no. This was written by an an, an adult, not a teenage Ouch. girl. <laughs> I beg to differ. <laughs> this was like Will and Grace, but with 18-year-olds in it, but also written by a 15-year-old. <laughs> and did you appreciate it on that level? Like, I'm not pretending in any way that this film is high art, but I no, thought that no, you might just no, enjoy it. I didn't like it at all. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yeah, so no, why I did you hate it? I didn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> um oh just where where do i start it there was <laughs> there was so so much to say i i just felt like everyone was very very like it, this film should have known better like the kissing booth yeah. you know what it is straight away this film like yeah. 
I don't know. It was written by an adult. It just, it just, <laughs> it, it felt like a sixteen-year-old's like deluded daydream. So you didn't think there was anything uh, worth saying in the way it treated like. So the film's about like a, a teenage girl that's obsessed with her gay best friend and is romantically obsessed with her gay best friend, but obviously to the point where she's kind of a homophobe. Yeah, yeah. Well, at the beginning of the film, she's like, um, I'm okay. "I lie when I." That I'm okay with with being gay. Yeah, yeah. And, like but she not straight for, out says that she's not, not okay Eli. with it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I just, yeah, yeah, the characters were so not natural people. Like I liked SPF mm. 18 more than this. Oh my god, that's actually <laughs> shocking to me. Yeah, yeah. And that this is what I mean that this film should know. This film should have known better. And it just is that thing of like. I don't know. They were just real um, indie dingleberry characters, like like distressed blondie t-shirts and fedora hats and <laughs> like dancing yeah. with buskers and St. Mark's and wearing wigs. Yeah. And I just was like, it was all so cliched. Yeah. But I felt like the cliche was so heightened that it became like just entertaining to watch them like knock them all off the list. I guess, I guess there was that. And it it's like New York City porn as well. Because like watching it, I'm like, I went there, I did that. Same here. And that's kind of yeah, nice. yeah, yeah. Like Mag- Magnolia, ba- <laughs> Magnolia Bakery, and you ran through that bloody archway and yeah, whatnot. And but it's just that thing of I don't know the friendship that they had. They're like all over each other, so they like kiss each other, hello, like pash each other, yeah, hello and goodbye, and they're really touchy with each other. And it's like I would murder a friend of mine if they <laughs> were like that with me. I'd be like, "The fuck you doing? Get off of me!" Um, I just it was so for the for the listeners, Lucy <laughs> and I, because I guess we've got the the closest relationship to the one in the movie of a girl in a in a gay vestie, <laughs> so uh, we don't do that. No. Just so you know. <laughs> exactly. And, um, like, I don't know, when I broke up with my boyfriend a few years ago, obviously a long time ago, happily married now, Yeah. Um, I yeah. called a friend of mine and they came over to, like, comfort me. This is, like, immediately after it had happened. And the minute they opened the door, they were like, oh, with their arms open. I was like, do not touch me. Do not hug me. <laughs> do not. I was like, do not acknowledge yeah. what's happened here. I would yeah. die if you touch me. Um, so I just found their whole interaction so, like, it made my skin crawl. I didn't like it. It's icky. Yeah. Like, it's, it's, it's not a healthy relationship. No, it's not. And she's just, like, such a toxic person. He just should have, like, <laughs> given her the boo. Like, why do you even want to be friends with her? What did you think of the parent characters? So the backstory of the film is that they were neighbours for their whole lives, and then her dad cheated on her mum with his lesbian mother, one of his lesbian mothers. Did you find that whole dynamic engaging and the drunkard mum? It just felt so unreal. Yeah. Like, no, yeah, you can't say this film felt genuine in any way. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, uh, I don't know, everyone was just so cliched. It was, I really struggled with it. And, like, the mum that's, like, addicted to pills and never gets out of bed it just looks like a million dollars all the time like but it's always like um in the fetal position in bed uh, surrounded by tissues no matter what time of the day but like her hair is still like really long and luscious and clean and she's got like this beautiful silky pajamas and she's like 
got a smoking bot even though she doesn't get out of bed and just like who lives that life i want to live that life but yeah and it was just very like twee like super eight uh yeah so in the film uh brendan you'll appreciate this the the love interest that they both like it's his, her boyfriend originally and then he starts getting with him and the guy is a documentarian like film school and he's making like a documentary about her i guess but it's shot on this like grainy super 8 camera and it's and like it's shot uh, like super poorly and like how would it it's, even get sound because you don't get sound yeah. on a super 8 camera yet he wasn't miking her at all like yeah i just was like oh, yeah. and, and 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 what was the structure of this documentary um, of this documentary <laughs> i don't know if you noted down the name of it it was something like queen of princess of new york or some bullshit mm. like that and just following this girl around like fucking doing a groceries and shit yeah it's like what is this documentary yeah, yeah. going to be what's the film? this is my pretty girlfriend like- what's a film that we watched recently i think it had archie in it from um riverdale what was uh, that the last summer and that's she's making a documentary. Yeah, and like and it was the same bullshit. Yeah, it looked awful. Like it, no one would be interested, and there were so many people at the premiere, like ridiculous. <laughs> but I would watch that movie ten times. Like I was here for I would I was here for that whole like stupid teenage romance drama. Like I was all about it. Yeah. This just didn't do it for me. Too many fedoras and like floppy felt hats and Magnolia Bakery references. <laughs> Did you at least think the boys were cute? Um, yes. Um, mm. I hated the way Eli's name was spelled with a Y. Like that was just more like <laughs> no. Mm. Uh, but the boys were the boys were cute. Yes, Bruce too. So the gay one, yeah. Bruce too. too. Um, just FYI, like Google what he looks like now. Um, he's grown out his hair and he has a beard now and. What's this guy's name? Bruce 2. Uh, Bruce 2 <laughs> is his name in the movie <laughs> because there's Bruce 1 is like the nerd in the building and then she starts dating another Bruce, so he becomes Bruce 2. Hey, you know, here's a sad story. Uh, I dated this guy who had dated another Lucy before. And do you watch Arrested, Deve- yeah. Arrested Development? Yeah. Yeah. You know, the way they're- Lucille I did too. before it turned shit. You know, the way- Yeah, the, they used to call me- His friends used to call me Lucille 2. <laughs> Wait, did that- how long did that go on? Did they eventually change to just calling you Lucy? No. Oh. <laughs> what a sad story. Yeah. I'm like, cool, thanks, guys. Wait, did he say anything about it? Did he Did he go, hey, guys, uh, can Oh, we my go? God, no. Do you have any concept of who I've dated in my life? <laughs> Fuck no. He, he probably thought of it and was like, you guys should all call it Lucille, too. So I'm guessing I know the answer to this, but did you enjoy this more than every day? No. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so another successful recommendation to Lucy. Paul, though, Paul, though, like just just between us girlfriends, um, yeah, yeah, you just want to be Bruce too, don't you? Oh, uh, I mean, he's beautiful. Yeah, but and um, and like that he falls in love with that guy, and like 
Maybe yeah. he's like got glasses and like a <laughs> little bit on the creative yeah. side. And yeah, then- and he's just a nice person. He, I like, I just thought he was a beautiful character. Yeah. In a, in a sea of shit, he was a beautiful character. Yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I did, I can't say I don't enjoy watching this film because, I mean, I, I watched it again to like brush up on it and I don't think I enjoyed it as much this time as when I recommended it. I would pay but- good money for Brendan's. <laughs> to watch this and to give me his opinion on it. Oh, um, I'd really love to, guys, but we've just done it. I don't know what the rules stipulate. <laughs> um, what is that movie that's like the Nick and Nora's... Infinite Playlist. Yeah, I wish it was that movie. <laughs> uh, that was a much better movie. <laughs> yeah. And it, and it and it's funny because like this film even apes the poster style of that one. I yes, think they were trying to... Completely. Also, and like for the whole thing being called the no kiss list, like I thought it would be a bit more of a plot point. Yeah, it really was a moot point by the end of it. And like they have this book and they show it to you once and like it barely even is a list. Why is it called no kiss list? So they have a list of people that neither of them are allowed to kiss to preserve their friendship. But then the guy that they both end up kissing isn't on the kiss list. So it doesn't even like factor into it. So it's fine. <laughs> yeah. But it is it is her it is her boyfriend at the time. So yeah. you know, prob's not the best thing to do to a friend that you've had for your whole life. But it's like I couldn't even grudge him that. I'm just like, fucking she's awful. Who cares? That's your boyfriend. <laughs> Next up is Brendan, who was given the 1993 drama Poetic Justice by Lucy, who recommended it in our Down to Earth episode. In Poetic Justice, Justice, a young African-American poet, is invited by a friend on an overnight road trip and finds love along the way. So, Lucy, why did you recommend this to Brendan? Uh, I just thought it would be funny to make him watch it. (laughs) 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 <laughs> so you didn't have any like illusions of him coming out of this enjoying it and realizing he you know opened his eyes to a film he would not normally not watch oh uh i didn't really think that would happen no uh maybe like it's got a <laughs> got a cool sound like cool soundtrack it's like a period of time with you know hip-hop and whatnot <laughs> maybe he'd like that maybe um also just full disclosure haven't seen this movie in a good 10 years, but definitely loved it at the time. So <laughs> <laughs> so I've watched it, so I can discuss it. Okay, you go, you go, guys. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. So, uh, Brendan, uh, did you enjoy the film? Uh it's it's good to hear Lucy say that because it gives me a lot more freedom here just to say no, I did not. <laughs> oh, what did you oh, think? Wow. What did you think? I liked it. I didn't love it. Okay, like there was definitely stuff I appreciated about. Can you it. see how it's a moment in time? It's like a time. Yeah, capsule, absolutely. And it's so, so so much of it is really iconic still. And just the cast. It's so odd that like 
the cast is so famous for being musicians. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. yeah. So many people, I was yeah. like, that voice sounds so familiar. And when I Googled it, I was like, oh, like the funky Cole Medina. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah. yeah, and the same as could be said about the clothes and um, yes, even exactly. as a period of filmmaking, like there's this like this feel to to what it is that like it's a lot of yeah there's a lot of nostalgia there but as far as the the story and and yeah i just i just i just felt like it was a bit unfocused and uh like there wasn't really uh like a a drive to it that kept me like on the edge of my seat or like super invested in the characters so it's it's not a film about plot it's very much just being with the characters and... and they're having conversations they're discussing you know where they are in society and where they yeah, are in yeah. life and and it, you know it was made by john singleton who you know made like boys in the hood and like later made films like too fast too furious but you know he... <laughs> oh, wow i didn't know that <laughs> so he put a lot of political mm. subtext and text text in his films mm. and especially in that period and so. did Janet Jackson ever do anything ever again in terms of acting? I'm not sure. Like for me, I don't know about you, Brendan. I was she was the biggest surprise of the film for me. Like I didn't. No, yeah, she didn't do a bad job. I never would have thought I would have seen Janet Jackson play a regular, ordinary human being, <laughs> and for her to be believable in that. Yeah, yeah. Because she's lived such a like a weird life. Yeah, that in, it's in funny real, that she could in real play. Life. Yeah. In, in real life, that it's funny that she could play this, you know, like person that lives in the ghetto and like parents are dead and like all this stuff. And like there was an air of uh, like believability about it. Yeah. And yeah, like the, uh, the, the poetry stuff as well. I feel like that she did a good job with that. Like, um, it was like a, an interesting vehicle to sort of pull the, like, the, the strings of like what she's thinking about and stuff like that so yeah that wasn't too bad go janet get it girl she was the love interest in the nutty professor clumps <gasps> movie she was that's right <laughs> <laughs> that's right but i think that was pretty much those are her two main roles and like she she did a episode of will and grace and everything else has just been music videos. Oh, oh no, sorry, sorry. She was in a film in 2010 called Four Colored Girls as well with, with Whoopi Goldberg. All I yeah. could think about when watching it, though, was just what um, Dear White People. Like, the yeah, yeah constantly, like, the, the dress and, the, like, the, the style and stuff like that. Just definitely. Well, Dear White People... Like name check this film multiple times. I'm yeah, pretty yeah. sure one of the characters even has, has the, poster the poster in, in a room. room. Yeah. yeah, see, that's what yeah, I mean. Yeah. It's really, it really is really iconic. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I love the way her name is Justice, and she's a poet, and the movie is called Poetic Justice. <laughs> Poetic Justice. <laughs> it's too perfect. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you enjoy Tupac's performance, Brendan? And uh, yeah, not so much. I, I guess. Actually, no, there are some, like, the scenes, especially at the start where uh, he's sort of dealing with, like, the the situation with his, like, his partner or ex-partner and his child and stuff, like, that felt, you know, pretty pretty rough and I think he did a genuinely good job with. But, yeah, just, just I feel like Janet Jackson, for some reason, is more of a surprise <laughs> for, the, and, for the reasons we was talking about. the thing was, I think the yeah. thing was that Tupac, like, went to college for acting. Like he went to school for acting, I think. Uh-huh. I, yeah. I, I, that might be wrong, but yeah. I swear, I swear that's like he did Shakespeare in high school. 
God, I wish I researched that because it's going to sound really bad if it's <laughs> not if it's not right. Yeah. But I do, yeah, I do remember. I, I think he did him. a really, really good job in this film, and he and like, is so fun. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> I, I like, yeah, I was pleasant, pleasantly surprised by all the performances. I really liked um, the opening of the film as well. Did you like that, Brendan? It with was like set at a dr- drive-in with the film and stuff like that. Yeah. The only thing so that bummed the, me out is that Q-tip died so quickly. I'm like, I love Tribe Called yeah. Quest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, like Same. they're in a drive-through theater and they're watching a film starring Laurie Petty and um, Billy Zane. That was obviously shot for this film. Yeah, like, yeah. A fake movie. Um, and that I was love really when funny. Movies do that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but the whole film, like that sequence really reminded me of like Scream 2 and it was almost sh- shot in a horror movie style, like the way it was building up to the event of her boyfriend getting shot um, and it was like laying all the pieces out and it was really taking its time. I really thought that was a well-directed opening. Mm. Unlike Naomi and Eli, I think there is definitely stuff that you can rip onto in this film yeah (laughs) yeah yeah i'll take that as a win that was what i wasn't expecting anything other than that sort of a response so uh brendan did you enjoy this more than down to earth was it down to earth what was the connection regina king Uh, regina king yeah (laughs) uh better than down to earth uh nah i I gotta give it to chris rock i do love that film really (laughs) (laughs) yeah i would say the same you would you would Oh, yeah, no. I I love Down to Earth. <laughs> he has it on DVD. <laughs> well, that's a stain on on your record. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so finally we have me. I was given the 2015 TV show Big Time in Hollywood, Florida by Brendan, who recommended it on our Freaky Friday 2003 episode. The show follows two delusional brothers who are self-proclaimed filmmakers as they are kicked out of their parents' house and end up on an epic cinematic journey. So, Brendan, why did you recommend this to me? Uh, I believe this sort of humor directly hits to heart of who you are as a person and i hope you had a good old jolly belly laugh while watching it i did i i i have to say i really enjoyed this show um it is very much up my alley it starts off and it almost feels like it's plagiarizing stepbrothers like letter by letter but then it becomes its own thing yeah. in a big way. It's like do- not afraid to be completely gross and like extremely violent and go in places where you don't expect. And super mean. Um, <laughs> and super mean humor, but you like very knowing. Yeah. <laughs> and the cast is amazing as well. I mean, the centerpiece like cameo is Cuba Gooding Jr. playing himself as like the worst possible version of himself, <laughs> which at at this point is a bit of a cliche of like actors playing themselves as assholes. But this is just so on another level. He deserves. Yeah, it's not. It's not just a caveat. It's not just a caveat. It's like a detailed character yeah. of being a terrible person. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's hilarious, and I wish it was dumped on Netflix or something so that people could discover it because I think it's in that kind of nether region of not being on any major service right now. So that's like the death knell for something's cultural relevance at the moment. Yeah. Was it produced by Ben Stiller or something like that? Yeah, yeah. and he's in the first episode as well. See, that I feel like that should get you a bit of a leg up, right? Like, and uh, 
the the main guy, the guy who created it, Alex, um, I think it's Alex Anfanger or something like that. I, I anyway, like, uh, just someone who started with like his sort of career path, like with like online content and stuff, and um, I don't know, I just I just think he's also another like underrated person that I want to see in more things, but I don't like. And it's a real shame. I think he does a, a brilliant job and also is a, a really funny comedic writer. Yeah, I would definitely, like, the two main guys I hadn't really seen in anything before. And, like, now I've they've got my attention. Yeah, yeah. But because this is um, Ben Stiller, he's kind of, like, on the, uh, produced by Ben Stiller, he's kind of on the outer fringes of all the state people. So a lot of the people that you see popping up in shows like Burning Love and Children's Hospital and stuff also pop in this as well which i always appreciate yeah cool. yeah also some snl uh cameos as well i reckon <gasps> oh i love that other standouts like keith david who was like the franks and bean dad at the beginning of um something about mary but <laughs> he was also like in future man and gargoyles i loved keith david um steven tobolowski Does... who was brendan's link yeah and he is like fantastic so good at this yeah <laughs> because he's like the most used like character actor in Hollywood, but he's really given like a lead role and given his chance to shine in this. Absolutely, in this show. yeah. Ah, oh, there's just so many names. I've like, yeah, like uh, the girl from Malcolm. I'm, I'm gonna stop because I don't know names. So, so, but, <laughs> but yeah, there's a lot of people who just pop in and you're like, oh, like. Yeah, they do such a good job. They stay. They don't outstay their welcome. And yeah, yeah. Like the only person I feel like who's like made it somewhere from this is that john bass guy who's from like the baywatch movies and uh well movies movie and uh he was on that show um miracle workers or something yeah and he gives me like major josh gad vibes i think they are almost like they sound identical yeah and they give very similar performances (laughs) that's high price that would mean he would be a funny guy it not funny in Baywatch. That movie is a trash fire. I didn't see it. Funny in this. <laughs> don't bother. I don't know. We're all living in this Corona quarantine. Like, yeah, maybe I'll. It's only a matter of time. Maybe I'll get there. <laughs> yep. Did I think this was better than Freaky Friday 2003? Ooh. It's a very hard choice. It's very hard to compare the two. Like, I really did enjoy this, but like, Freaky Friday is just such a touchstone Iconic. for me. Yeah. So, <laughs> So I'm going to have to just give it to Freaky Friday, but that's no like insult on this film. Yeah. Because I, on this show, I think this show is really great. I would recommend this to, any, to, to anyone on my wavelength. I would, I'd recommend this too. I don't know if I'm always on your wavelength, Paul. Maybe I won't like it. Mm, I think you'll like this one. <laughs> I, I, I'm not sure. I feel like it's a it's a toss up because, like I said, like the humor can be really mean, and I don't know if Lucy yeah. will just be too empathetic. <laughs> She's oh. too nice of a person. Um, uh, I was watching Detroiters today, so that's very ah, uh, so good. <laughs> humor. Which um, Detroiters, I feel uh, there's a scene in Poetic Justice that's like very similar to an episode of Detroiters set in <laughs> oh, a, in the, a um, yeah the the barbecue the family barbecue yeah. the family barbecue. I yeah. haven't seen that one yet. So, I was actually thinking when that when I was it. watching it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So next tenuous swap. What are we recommending to each other? So I'll get the ball rolling. I have got Brendan in the next tenuous. 
And right. so I know if you remember a few tenuous swaps ago, Brendan recommended me an album. Yeah. So I thought I would do something similar. So in one of our episodes, uh, my recommendation was the back catalog of Nick Jonas. So that's what I'm recommending to Brendan. So I, um, because it was more general than a specific album, what I've done is I've created a, a YouTube playlist, playlist with that runs the same length as the album that Brendan recommended to me. Oh my god! So he's got um, a bunch of Nick Jonas clips ranging the whole career. So starting with early Jonas, then his solo career, and ending with the new Jonas stuff. So he has like a good cross section of his whole career. Yeah, amazing. <laughs> Um, so like this may sound mean, but I feel that it's videos and songs like he has to watch them as well. (laughs) So I feel like Brendan is going to discover some true bangers and come out with some new faves out of this. That's a look. I'm, 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 I'm a fan of pop. I like poppy crappy songs, but you know, let's, let's, uh, let's see if, that can deliver. I think that's a, a tall Oh, is Jealous? Is Jealous Nick Jonas? Yes. Oh, my God. I love Jealous. Okay. Yeah. yeah. You're in for a treat. There's, there's some quality quality songs yeah, in this there, list. There truly so. is. There truly is. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, um, Good for you, honey. Live <laughs> you your know, life. Not too bad. I was thinking I would have to watch that, like, that foreign bloody uh, high school musical. That's the one, oh, like, okay. that's El Desafio. On, on my, that's the one, like, just sitting behind me whispering, like, ah, yes. You shouldn't have <laughs> mentioned it because he, he put it in the front of his mind now, so. Yeah, but I can. Yeah, I'm going to save. I'm saving that one for a special occasion. And for, for me, probably, right? Because <laughs> I will like it. <laughs> football, football, or whatever. Lucy, what do you have in store for me? Okay, so I just made you go through before, like, my little list of what you haven't seen yet. Yeah. Out of my recommendations. And a lot of them are quite somber and maybe sort of like, um, <laughs> like solitary, um, stories. <laughs> I and I just, yeah. I just am not gonna do that to you in the current climate. Yeah. So I'm giving yeah. you hackers. Awesome. Yeah. I'm so looking forward to that. Yeah, That's yeah. a good time. That's a good <laughs> yeah. time. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I feel like, I don't know, in this age of when we're all recording at home and trying to figure out how to use microphones and stuff, talking about myself, yeah, yeah, yeah a bit of computer <laughs> techie fun stuff might be funny, topical. Well, so far this is turning in, like, next episode sounds sexy as fuck. We've got Angelina Jolie, <laughs> Johnny Lee Miller, Nick Jonas. Yeah. Okay. Brendan, what are, else you, we got? are you continuing this sexy streak? <laughs> Absolutely. So oh, I've got for yeah. you... A porno? No. Um, uh, <laughs> I've already seen them all. I've already seen them all, Brendan. Uh, okay. <laughs> um, I've chosen uh, in the spirit of like isolation and something that's not going to like uh, continue that feeling. Yeah. Something that's going to free mm-hmm. you. It's going to put you around the world. <laughs> I'm giving you oh, no. Chasing Bubbles, the documentary. <laughs> <laughs> That's not sexy at so all. Much fun of. <laughs> what is it? The guy is like the guy is shirtless for most of the film, guys. Does he have a hot, he hot? Yeah. Uh, it, by Lucy's standards, yes. <laughs> Why? Because he's old. Oh uh, no, he's just got a bit of a dead bod. I would say, yeah. All right, dad's a hot. 
Yeah, see? <laughs> <laughs> but Paul would be like, disgusting and itch a fat. <laughs> You're making me sound awful. Stop making me sound awful. You know anyway. it's true. <laughs> anyway, Chasing Bubbles is the the documentary that you all made fun of, and I didn't actually get to explain it. So, Lucy, you'll get to explain it to everyone. <laughs> cool. Awesome. What is it about, Brenda? <laughs> no, don't tell me. I'll go in totally blind. Go in blind. Great. All right. So, that sounds like an interesting episode. Really... <laughs> documentary <laughs> trashy 90s film music videos yeah that's fun um uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be a fun one i think i actually feel cool. like that's very on brand as well <laughs> <laughs> all right so um until next time i was paul mitzi i was lucy thomas i was your boy brendan b levi Woo. what's your middle name that's crazy <laughs> <laughs> bullshit <laughs> <laughs> Oh, good time. All right. Bye. All right. Review us on iTunes. Please. Bye. 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 The Swapcast podcast is recorded in Adelaide, Australia. It's hosted by Paul Mitzi and edited by Brendan Levi and Paul Mitzi. Our theme song was written and performed by John Marco of Two Creative, featuring Lucy Thomas, and recorded at Browntown Studios. Our music bumpers were created by Reggie Parker. Contact him on parkerregmusic at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.